0: Thank you for tuning into the Trinity Temple Podcast, coming to you from Arkadelphia, Arkansas. It is our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing in your life. Go back to high school, mm, or junior high, it's even worse. How many has ever sat in a class and thought these words, I will never in real life use what they're teaching me? Anybody ever thought that? You know? Let's do this. All you math people, solve the equation. What is X? What does X equal? Anybody? Anybody at all? X equals either five or two. Five or two. It equal, and I'm getting that from one of our professors at Henderson. Don't ask me why and don't ask me to solve it. It's either five or two. All right? Did anybody get that? Yeah, everybody raised their hand. I, yeah, I got that. Well, let, let's do something else that we learned in school that I have never had the opportunity to use. Let's diagram a sentence. Here's the sentence. The Lord has done great things for us, and we, were fi- we are filled with joy. That's Psalms 126 and 3. Can you diagram that sentence? Okay, this is what it looks like when you diagram it. Did you, Everybody get that? Yeah, Michelle got that. You betcha. She's smart. We, we learn stuff like this, and it's not that it's bad knowledge. It's just sometimes we're like, Why? did I learn this? Where am I ever going to use knowledge or where am I ever going to use these facts in real life? Now, here are some amazing facts that I'm going to share with you that I'm guessing that nobody in here knows. And after I tell you, you're going to try your best to try to forget that you ever knew these facts. Jelly beans. How many love jelly beans? Jelly beans are covered with shellac which is made from bug excretions. How many learned something today? Here's another one. The actual FDA regulation says that 10 insects or 40 or 53 fruit fly eggs per eight ounces of raisins is totally okay. We just, Raisin Bran just went out of business. Here's one that everybody in this room knew but didn't pay a whole lot of attention to. The nugget is not chicken. The nugget is not part of a chicken. Now, get this. Nuggets are made from meat slurry. Which is, liquefied, which is a liquefied meat product and molded into a nugget. Let's all go get us a happy meal this afternoon. <laughs> and finally, an amino acid called L-cistrin is a common ingredient used in the processing of baking bread. The main source of this amino acid is found in duck feathers and human hair. Now let's segue to the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter number 3 this morning. Just amazing facts that you can go this afternoon and share with people I learned at church today. I hope I can teach you something else this morning. 2 Timothy chapter number 3 beginning with verse number 1. But know this that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. Everybody got that? From such people, turn away. How many know that when the writer here says that in the last days, these things will come, is describing our time to the T. I don't think there is one thing that he mentioned in these first three verses or four verses that is not happening right now in our society. But let's pick up verse number six. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sin, led away by various lust, always learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That verse number 7 is where I want to spend my time this morning. Always learning, but never coming to know the truth. I want to talk to you this morning from the title Knowing God, or Knowing Jesus, rather. I would imagine there are people you know that are learning but never get it. You know anybody like that? It con- they seem like they're always learning something, but they never quite get it. You see, there are church, there in, in the church world, there are people that want to learn stuff that really. They need to learn other stuff first, okay? Here's here's an illustration, all right? And I'm not saying that this went on, but there are people that want to have a Bible study and study where Cain got his wife. Let me just answer that for you. He married his sister, and you thought your family was messed up. But Cain's wife was his sister. Adam and Eve, first man, first woman. You got to put the pieces together. So really, is there a necessity to learn, to have a whole study on? Let's find out where Cain got his wife. I just taught you something so you can bypass that. And I love you know when people when people want to you know we hear stuff like God can do anything. God can do anything. There's always that bunch that says this, and I quote, can God make a rock so big that he can't pick it up? Now think about that for a moment. Can God make a rock so big that he can't pick it up? There is no right answer. Because if you say yes, then they say, well, then he can't pick it up. If you say no, then you say, well, then he can't can't create it. See, people inside the church world, there are these studies that I'm going, "I I can learn you this in two seconds, two minutes. Tell you what you need to know. Move on to something of more relevance. Looking at verse number seven again, always learning always learning there's nothing wrong with always learning there's nothing wrong with constantly learning new stuff I taught you some new stuff this morning some stuff that you wish you didn't learn but there's nothing wrong with with a heart that desires to learn but it's something else when we are constantly learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth we're We're learning stuff, but it's never bringing us to the point of knowledge and understanding, especially when it comes to truth. You see, I don't believe that Paul meant to imply that anyone anyone can come to the place of having it all together. You know, usually about 13, 14, 15 years of age, they know it all, right? Are you with me down there? 13, 14, 15, they know it all. But the older we get, the more we understand that we didn't really know it all. Amen? I don't believe Paul is saying here that we could ever come to the point of having it all together. But there has to be a point of commitment to the truth that even if I don't know all the answers, I have to side on the side of truth. How many know truth never changes? Truth will be truth always will be true the truth is embodied in Jesus Christ himself Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life he says if you want truth that's me if you want your way to heaven that's me if you want life it's found in me I want to spend a little time teaching and preaching this morning about two things just two I know my time is short but I promise you I'm going to get through it we don't need to just be learners, but we need to come to the knowledge of truth. Everybody, say truth, truth. truth number one, we must know the person whose truth. Come on, I can. Hear. Jesus is tr- Jesus. Just said, "I am the way, the truth." So, to, for us, we must know the person. Of Jesus have you ever met somebody and at first you really didn't like them I see a few heads nodding you know met them at a party met them at a, an, an event at a club at a football club or you know somewhere you met someone new and you know they really didn't have a great first impression and you're gonna walk away going eh, I'm really not gonna like them but how many's ever said, when you really get to know them, they're not that bad? When you really get to know them, they're a good person to hang around. You may not have liked them on the front end, but now that you know them, you may be best friends. Could that be the reason why many people are not followers of Christ or committed followers of Christ because they don't know him? Now, think about it. I'm going to be deep this morning. They may have learned some stuff about him that they didn't like. Therefore, they have formed an opinion that I don't like Jesus from what I learned. But when we get to know him, we want to commit our lives to him. You see, when I see people in our community that we would consider lost I think to myself, if they only knew how much Jesus really loved them, if they only knew what Jesus did for them, not not learn it, know it, if they knew how much God loved them and if they knew how much Jesus sacrificed, if they really knew the person Jesus Christ, there would be no stopping them to get in this church or get in a church. You wouldn't be able to hold them back if they really knew that, amen? But when we look at people in the church, those that claim salvation, but by their actions say, I don't really know him. You see, if you could get past what you've learned about Jesus and get to know him, your life would be different. For all of the men in the room that have been married for 20 plus years, There are things you know you don't do to your wife. Wow. Come on, man. I need some backbone this morning. There are things you know you don't do. Why? Because you have learned that and you have come to the knowledge of the truth that you don't do that. But when you know it, it's it's not a big deal. You know, when when guys get married and, you know, those first few years and, you know, we're standing in the foyer or hanging out at men's breakfast and these new newlyweds start talking about, oh, yeah, I did this and I did this. It's funny to watch the guys that have been there for a while. We step back and go, hmm. Don't do that. See, they just learned something. But it's not really knowledge until they know it. There are things in marriage that you just have to know that you don't do. Amen? As a Christian, when we know Jesus, I mean, when we know the person of Jesus Christ, when it's not just, well, I've learned that I do this, and I learned I got to go to church, and I've learned this in Sunday school, and I learned all this. No, no, no. It's way past learning. It's knowing. How many's ever heard the phrase, you got to know in your knower? I don't know where my knower is, but I know in it. I know the person of Jesus Christ. And when you know him, you can't help but love him. You can't help but want to surrender your life to him. You can't help but realize when I know and understand what he's done for me, when I was still a sinner, he did all this stuff. Why would I hold back? Why would I not come fully and say, Lord, I'm yours, all yours, everything I've got? When we know him, when we know him. Listen to what Paul writes in Philippians or to the Philippian Christian. Philippians chapter 3. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss, all things loss, everything that I've ever learned, ever gained, I counted all loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. Being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Paul says I want to know him. Folks. Let's stop learning. And get to the knowledge of truth. Learning it is one thing. Knowing it is something else. There are a lot of people that have learned the song. Jesus loves me but it's different when you know it. Amen? People write papers on what they've learned, but I challenge you this morning to know the person of Jesus Christ. In the scripture where Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life, he also says no one comes to the Father except through me. Now watch, Philip says right after that comment, Lord, show us the Father. Jesus just says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. Philip, the very next verse, one of his disciples says, Lord, show us the Father. Jesus replies with, Philip, I've been with you all these years and yet you don't know me? How many understand that you can be a lot of things? You can be a lot of things in the church, But this verse speaks volumes to us this morning. I've been with you for so long and yet you don't know me. We need to know the person of Jesus Christ. On the flip side of that, when we get to heaven, what's he going to say to some people? Sorry, I never knew you. Wow. It's important to know Jesus. Not just learn about him. Not just know some great facts about him, not just know some songs or know some scripture, but to know him. Paul said, I want to know him. Now, there's nothing wrong with learning. But before you dive into the book of Revelations, maybe you ought to dive into knowing Jesus. There's nothing nothing wrong with learning facts and trying to figure out things, but let's know the person. Know him. How do we know him? Great question. You brought it up. Let's answer the question. How do I know that I know him? When I look at you, how do I know that you know him? The word tells us. Second, or 1 John 2, verses 3 and 4. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, And does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. How do I know that I know him? The word plainly says, because I keep his commandments. Amen? You with me? Which brings me to the second point. We must know the purpose. We must know his purpose. We know the person. What's his purpose? What's the plan? Acts chapter number 1. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the, with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now watch verse number 6. Therefore, when, he had, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? They wanted to learn something. Jesus' reply to this is it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but or however you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you should be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and into the ends of the earth. May I tell you this morning that the church has gotten far removed from the purpose, because the purpose is souls the church was birthed and established on the day of pentecost with the purpose that jesus himself said you would receive power not power to do things not power to be things but power to be a witness of me now listen i'm all for the gifts of the holy spirit all right I believe the gifts of the Holy Spirit ought to be operational in your life and in this church. But the purpose we need to get back to is winning souls. Because that's the very thing that Jesus gave as the reason why the Holy Spirit was coming. You see, I believe the church has gotten caught up with ever learning. Always learning something new. Again, nothing wrong with learning, but if we never get to the knowledge of truth, we're spinning our wheels. We must know Jesus, and we must know our purpose. See, there's nothing wrong with Christian degrees of learning, but let me ask you a question. When was the last time you introduced somebody to Jesus? I knew it would get quiet. When was the last time you followed? Now listen, this is going to be, you got you to follow this. When was the last time you followed the prompting of the Holy Spirit and became the witness of Jesus that Jesus said you would be when you were filled with the Spirit? When did you follow the prompting? I'm going to end with a couple of stories. George W. Truett was the pastor of Dallas First Baptist Church for more than 60 years. He tells the story of a woman who came to him after a service. She was a poverty-stricken widow with several children, and she said to him, Pastor, I have never known you to be unfair, yet you were unfair in your sermon this morning. He inquired as to why she felt that way. She replied, You said during your sermon that everyone or everybody can win somebody to Jesus. Certainly, you can't mean me i'm a poor widow i work long hours just to squeeze out a living for my children and 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 me every day i cannot entertain i do not spend i cannot spend time winning souls i barely exist you are not fair in your speaking when you say everybody can win somebody to this the pastor said madam does anyone come to your home she said yes then he said then you have opportunity you're just simply not trying to this it took her back the woman went home troubled and thought about the conversation most of the night and by dawn she heard the milkman at her front steps convicted she threw open the door and greeted the man as they exchanged small talk the woman was nervously trying to to think of some way some small word to put the lord in but the milkman turned to go she began to close her door but threw it open again and called come back he did so and she said i want to ask you something but i i have been afraid may i ask you a question he agreed stumbling she began I, I just want to know if you know jesus he looked at her in disbelief he said what in the world made you ask me that question I didn't sleep at all last night wondering and worrying about my soul. Do you know where I can be saved? It was there on that front porch that this little poor poverty-stricken woman led the milkman to Jesus. Let me echo the words of Pastor Truitt this morning. Everyone can win someone to Jesus everyone can win someone to jesus you're still not getting it everybody can win somebody to the lord Glenda mcmath Glenda mcmath and her family serve as u.s missionaries or serve as arkansas are part of the arkansas missions team who serve in uh in the madrid area here's a story She was in downtown Madrid, and she struck up a conversation with a lady that eventually went to Jesus in faith. Glenda told her about how she loved the Lord and told her how that God would help this young lady. Glenda gave her an evangelism track and invited her to come to church. The woman said, thank you, but Jesus was for children, and she wasn't interested. Shortly after, Glenda left for school in another city. Nine months later, Glenda was back in Madrid. Miraculously, she ran into that same lady. She learned that she had taken that track and read over it and over it and over it again and eventually had accepted the Lord as Savior. Today, that woman is part of that local church in Madrid working on a ministry team. Can I tell you, everybody can win somebody to the Lord. Well, preacher, you've just gave great examples of a pastor and as of a missionary. I'm neither. I work in a a factory. I teach school. I'm still in school. I do this. I do that. That's great. You have just verified my thinking that pastors and missionaries are to be about winning people to the Lord. Every one of us is called. We're a Christian first. I don't know of one pastor that was called while he was a sinner to ministry. But we all got saved, and it was after we got saved that Christ called us. So this morning, if you're saved, if you're a Christian, it is our responsibility to win the lost, to be the light that Jesus said we are to be, to be the salt we are supposed to be. Everyone can win someone to Jesus. You see, when you come to know the person of Jesus— you come to know and embrace the purpose of the person but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses shall be witnesses everyone can win someone to Christ now I want you to listen to me stop This is going to to sound strange, but take it in the context in which I'm about to say it. Stop just learning stuff and start knowing Jesus. And that's great. And, And I know that one of the ways that we know who Jesus is is by studying this word, getting this word in us, But before you dive off into who the great dragon is and what Daniel's prophecy was, why don't you get to know who this book is written about? Get to know the author. Amen? Stop just learning stuff and know Jesus. You want something for your Bible study? You want something to say, "Hey, Pastor, I'd really like to study something? study Jesus I don't think we can ever know him enough and when you really know him the word says you'll do what he says to do see how that flows together when you really know him one of the ways one of the proofs of knowing him is you're doing what he says to do and one of the things he says to do go witness Go win lost people. Go into the highways and the hedges and compel them. Go make disciples of every nation. In other words, don't just sit in your little Christian cubicle thinking everything's going to be all right. I'm just here studying away, learning great stuff. When we know him, when we know him, will do what he says.